This is the tale of a man who continues to search for his own path, even as fate betrays him. It has been seven years since Teplin's fall. Human civilization has evolved at an astonishing rate. As Lord Genome predicted, the instant that the one millionth human was born, an unknown destructive weapon suddenly appeared. The declaration of war against humanity came from an unexpected person. Attention, humans of Earth. Hear me now. We, the anti-spiral race of the universe, have determined that humans have achieved spiral power danger level 2 and are a menace. We hereby activate the humanity extermination system. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And he has an odd notion of fun. It's Bill. I mean, that's fair. And is that our princess? No, nope. it's Andy. Oh, but I but I got the wet I got the not the wedding dress. Whoa! I got, <laughs> you got you got a wedding? No, sploosh. <laughs> the big wedding. Uh, no, no I, I finally got my prom dress ready to go. You know, I was trying to you know outdo those all, all, like high school girls. You know, you know, you you pretty much had a. Um... This will be out by the time prom season's around. You know, actually, I, you know, I ate a. Uh... A prom, a prom dress. Yes, yeah, a prom. I, I have a weird notion of fun. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, I had a dream that you died. Give me one of those episodes. Oh man! And I have been in a place unknown to you, which was a Toys R Us. I'm Josh. I think he knows I, what a Toys R Us is. Yeah, I've been there once or twice. Well, I wasn't necessarily saying you. I was more or less. Uh, Addressing our younger listeners from 10 years from now. In, in after the we've future. So big. Yes, in the future. Yeah, there was this thing called Toys R Us, and it really wasn't that cool. It but was like, at one time. But yeah, I mean, like when recently we, it wasn't that when cool. When we were young, when we were and I don't, mean, kids, I don't mean because we were little kids it was cool. When we were little kids, it was cool. Yeah. 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 You know, in humanoids and Centurions yeah. and Ninja Turtles and they had cool Masters shit. Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Ah. And now and it's humanoids. like humanoids. Oh my god! Like, and and we, now we, it's ten to thirty percent off everything. We have a handful of Baybots. <laughs> Fuck you! Hey, you want Transformers? Let's get the movie stuff. Damn it! Oh. Well, uh, well, uh, hey guys. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So the yeah, we're losing Toys R Us. Um, sadness. Morning. We all are. We we all are. Mm-hmm. Like, quite quite literally, and, everyone is. And then the the article. I think you sent that article this morning. Yeah, the founder died like yeah. yesterday. And then, ninety-four <laughs> years old and well, passed away. He this, sold the company. He sold the company uh, decades ago, though. But we always get dated. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So we're back this week with more reviews of Gurren Lagann, and we are in the uh, second arc. And yeah, things are yeah. just weird. <laughs> things are really, really weird. You got questions? Well, this episode has some answers. It does. It does. It only brings me more questions ultimately uh but we'll get there uh but first i figured bill i got you something you did i did 
Really? Bill is Bill is Bill is the easiest person in the world to buy for. I've never gone to any store and not found front? something like, "Oh, Bill would love that." You know what's crazy? Because my wife says at one point she goes, "You're really hard to shop for." I'm like, "No, I'm not." No, no, no you're not. You're, you're not. the easiest person you're in the world really, to shop for. Mom's yes. are the same thing. She's like, "No, it, you're totally fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Hey, what? Say I got what? you something. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is like got... a little circle of giving. Yeah, it's like a circle jerk. I love this. Uh-huh. Bill. Yeah. What did you get for Josh? Um. Uh. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh God, where's he oh, going? Oh God, he's 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 uh, he's he's leaving. He's leaving. Okay, Bill's. Uh, Bill, Bill's leaving. Bill's gone. All um, right. Um. I guess we'll vamp. Uh. How can we vamp? We're an audio podcast. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Ew. No, no. Oh, oh, Troy, oh. Troy and I used to, to vamp all the time. No, on, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, Adam, Adam had Troy and I vamp a few times. I love, I love our... get the stream going right. Yeah, it, Troy, Troy and my vamping was always like just trying to make music with our mouths. It was, oh. it was pretty good. Like, I, I one I, of us would, would drop a sick beat, and the other would like Adam do some Ad, cool stuff. Adam demanded we vamp, so I duck faced for like three minutes. Hey, that's funny because that's similar to what I got, Bill. Really. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, some nerd newsy thing. Um, I have not been playing Overwatch lately. Oh, yeah. Why? But you I, miss you miss Brigitte. 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 Here, Brigitte. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have missed uh, Brigitte's launch, but I may squeeze in some time to play it. No, I've just really, really, really got sucked into Monster Hunter World. So. Oh. oh, hey. Hey, Bill's back. Yeah, he's back. Oh, sweet. Hey. You're a little out of breath. What, what, what just happened? Nothing. Oh, okay. I brought you something for Chicago. Really? Yes. All I was, right. I was there last week training, and mm-hmm. oh. I, I brought you a present from there. Oh, hey. should we, should you we know, you know, start with that? It seems kind of opportune, and granted, it the time that this episode drops... And the time we're recording, it's going to be a little bit different. But as we record, we're actually hit our two-year anniversary. Yeah! Well, we're like about a, a, like a week or so uh, I'm after. Going for, but... I'm going from episode one, and that was lo- we uh, dropped that on the 20th of March, 2016. Oh, happy happy yeah. two years, guys! Happy two-year happy, anniversary! That's, that's the only one I did here. Two-year <laughs> two anniversary present. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yep. okay. All right, swap it out here. Okay, okay. Here, I'll start. I'll start. Yeah, I'll start. Here we go. Right, okay. Right. What is this? I'm not sure if you got this already, it but looks I, like a Funko Pop. It is. <gasps> oh, I've been wanting to pick this up, but I haven't. Oh my is it, god! Is it, is it Queen Barrel? It is Queen Barrel. Nice. Exclusive to Target Funko Pop. No, that Toys is R Us. Sorry, what did I say? Target. Target. No, sorry. Toys R Us exclusive. That is so cool. I'm taking her They've out They've got right like now. three or four of them left. Well, her hair is insane. I love it. I didn't know if you... Because I know I've no, taken I a not. picture of it some time ago. Good That's God. awesome. That hair. That hair is badass. I That is cool. Thank you, Josh. Awesome. That'll go with my Sailor Mercury. So uh, that Nifty. will go really well. Because Barrel was always your favorite of the, I like of Barrel. the original, of well, the uh, bossy bosses, Well, I mean, right? Nephrite. But, Nephrite. But, well, but I mean, bossy Final bosses. Final. Yes, of the all big, the final bosses, bads. probably Barrel. That's awesome. All right. Cool. Thank you. Very, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. I will. We'll post a picture of that later. Uh, <laughs> so, Bill. Yes. I was picking up stuff for esports. Okay. And I just <laughs> happened to be wandering around Best Buy, and I saw something, and I'm like, I don't think he owns this. Okay. He needs to own this. It's almost like a sin if he doesn't own this, and if you do own it, I apologize. And if so, I guess I own it now. Okay. Uh, fair so, enough. 
So here you go. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> I don't own this. This is I don't even see this around. I found it. It was on sale at Best Buy. It is all four seasons, seventy episodes, the complete series of one of my favorite shows growing up of all time. It was a cartoon that I watched as a little kid mm-hmm. all the time. Oh yeah, Voltron. which you probably shouldn't have. I totally not should not Voltron. have. Oh. No, Duckman. <laughs> Yes. Ah, yes. Yes. What yes. the hell are you? I had a what the hell are you looking at t-shirt. I, I know remember, you did. Yeah, I know yeah, you did. I don't think you could wear it in school. No, I could. No. Okay, I wonder if, uh, God, we'll have to sit down and watch an episode at some point, because mm-hmm. I, I want to see, I don't remember if it, it really. holds up at all. Yeah, I don't remember it at all. Can, can my next season be Duckman? I, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's more than, it's one, more than season. one season. I'm sorry. Aw. I know. But yeah, I, I saw that immediately. I'm like, there's no way I can't buy that. And Ray's like, yeah, you have to buy that for him. I'm like, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's very, amazing. You're very welcome. I couldn't yeah, pass it, it up. Was like, it was like I was at you know Target. I'm like, I have to get this for, for Bill. And Monica was like, okay. <laughs> Sweet. So, you know, same kind of vein. Well, yeah. now I'm really curious what you got Josh from Chicago. Well, it is our two-year anniversary. It is. So I got him two things. Oh, really? Oh, dear. Hey, here you go. You know, being your friend for so long, I have to say... Is it going to blow up? Should I leave the room? Nope. <laughs> that would require planning. I mean, of course I plan these. <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> Did you get these at one of your one of your stops in Chicago, one of the restaurants you were at? Actually, I got that from room service. <laughs> <laughs> I love Stumpy Bottles of Ketchup. Uh, no, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a big fan of Stumpy like, Bottles I'm of like, Ketchup. Back in my mind, is going, he's trolling me somehow, and it's going to be awesome. Okay, so do you want to explain what Bill got, he got me? He got me many uh, bottles of of Heinz tomato ketchup. <laughs> right, mind you, ketchup, not catsup. And uh, a little bottle of A1 steak sauce. That's awesome. That's, that's actually good. that's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> nice. I love it. Nice. That's I love you, Bill. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> it totally worked. <laughs> I mean, I got, uh, with, with... I got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. That was uh, fun. That's fun. Well, that was a fun little that was, beginning. That was, that was a little beginning, and we don't have to worry about talking about the new Deadpool trailer. So let's get into the show. Yeah, yeah, that'll be dated anyway. Uh... <laughs> So, let's talk about episode 18 of Gurren Lagann. Shall we just get into it? Yeah. The yeah, sooner sure. we get into it, the sooner we're one step closer to being done with this series. I've done with all my write-ups. All right. Aww. Wow. Aw. I'm sad. Aw, don't be sad. <laughs> uh, we are... There's only eight more episodes. I mean, you know... Is episode 18. It is Tell Me the Secrets of This World. And that's kind of an apt name. There's a lot also going on. Also a long name. A very long very, title. Very, very long-winded. A very long title. Are these still Nia titles? No. No. It's very precise the way the title the the the, the writing is written. Are these are very... these Rossi titles? Oh, oh, I'm on the nose. Oh. Okay, interesting. I guess because we, we talked about that in the other episodes, how mm-hmm. like every parts of the series have something to do mm-hmm. with. Uh, and there's a lot of Rossi in these these. That's true. Episodes, That's true. So. We're gonna have a lot to talk about with him. This also episode. Nia's gone. So yeah, fair. Well, I mean, she she shows up in this episode. Well, yeah, but she's she's Robo Virus yeah. Nia. Uh, I, was, I was still thinking Twilight Princess Nia. Yeah, that's an apt description. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We are. Let's start at the beginning. This is a tale of a man who continues to search for his own path. You get the gist of these openings by by now, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, we're reminded of the first, of the last episode, rather, where the one millionth human prophecy from Lord Genome and uh, that cliffhanger of what happened to Nia is displayed. Yeah, she's, dun, dun, dun. All, she's all looking badass. Yeah, she's looking pretty crazy. We get our title card after Simone asks, what, Nia? 
And uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much that's it. He's just looking at her, and goes, "Oh, yes." And after Simone realizes uh, that the person that he is talking to is Nia, we go to underground. We get to see Rossiu and everyone else in his weird little underground lair that we saw last episode trying to trace and figure out where Nia is. Right. All on the c- computers are all talking about what's going on, and um... the technology dies. Yeah. Temporarily. Yeah, th- shit goes, shit gets real. Except it's only a b- below ground where that happens. Because above ground, Keaton and company are getting all kinds of calls from worried citizens. <laughs> they want compensation I, for what happened to them. I love the phone that they show with the how it's ringing. It's got like little eyeballs. and it's, it's Everything like, has a face. And it makes me think of a frog face. I could see that. Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of amazing how quickly the citizens have settled into this more sheltered lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's. I think there's some like social commentary hidden here. Probably about I mean, like how how man relies so heavily on, on their on, on their, their comforts yeah. and, oh, and all the stuff within society and mm. God forbid something were to be taken away, that's Bill, the first thing you jump to is the is the material aspect. Bill, your thoughts? I'm sorry, I was talking to Yada. <laughs> hey Yada, you mean Yada, hey. the host of the Reanimator podcast, part of the Questionable Endeavor Network at QuestEndNetwork.com? Yes, yes, I am. Oh, but that's awesome. Uh, All right. You're welcome for the assist. (laughs) All right. Anytime I can throw a plug out there. I was speaking of plugs, I was recently on... uh, You just love plugging us. Anything you can plug. Uh, Well, (laughs) by by the time this episode comes out, I will be... It'll be long gone, and you'll actually have already been on an episode of this as well. Uh, Adam's uh, episodes of the Nitro Mania podcast... During my episode with him, I in the middle of something, I, he set did me you up. Just ex- break down and, and just go. Why are you torturing me? Well, I kind of did, but no, he set me <laughs> he set me up for a, a plug, and he's like very very much a stickler on his show now about like you save the plugs to the very end. Uh-huh. And like I start, he's like, don't. And I just, just talked over him. It was I, the greatest. I thing. heard that. It was amazing. <laughs> I just kept going. Love you, Adam. It was a couple <laughs> points there that I was cracking up at you. So uh, yeah, check out the Nitromania podcast, part of the Rundown Wrestling podcast on the Questionable Never Network. We cut back to Rossiu, who is staring at a glass tube as everything lights up again. Mm-hmm. And he asks oh, everyone yes. immediately leave the room. Right. They're like, the biocomputer has been activated. And they leave. And he starts talking to you. What the fuck? Is that Lord Jinnob's head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's a clone of King Jinnob's Spiral Lord no. head. Spiral, spiral head no spiral lord Jinno. spiral head spike lord you get two more tries and then what then then you get locked out because your your password <laughs> you have to reset later uh so yeah i love how lord genome when he's asked to like like hey tell 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 me all the secrets of the he world he just yawns <laughs> like a cat <laughs> that's actually how bill has responded a few times when i had a serious question i need you to answer me bill right now I was hoping he would like you know since he's kind of like kind of like a, a bored cat mm-hmm. that he would like totally just go meow like Crow Nekosama. <laughs> but we don't get that. We don't get that. Stop Back to the topic. Simone goes oh, on search for Nia, only to find Gramps who just groans in response. Like, hey, Gramps, what's going on? Is it what he I'm usually dying. says? I'm old. old. I am old, Coco. I can't deus ex this situation. So he calls her phone, and again, no luck. And I love her <laughs> voicemail. <laughs> this is Nia. I can't come to the phone right now. And when I say I can't, I can. But I'm not near my phone. And when I come home, I prefer to use my home phone. It's just so great. It's so I'm good. old Coco. I don't taste as fresh as I did around Christmas. Oh. I like Coco. So good. A little hot chocolate. Goes yeah. a long way. <sighs> Give me a Dari show up out of nowhere. 
And I just still can't handle the fact that these kids are adults, like young adults. They're like teenagers. Well, it's I can't handle it. Well, you, you better get a handle. It's like on what it. it's like when I see students like that I when I that I had at high in my in my high school classes back when I first started teaching, and I see them as adults now, and I'm like, this is just odd. I can't I can't do this. This is weird. Why are Why are you in the same bar as me? Exactly. Like <laughs> like this is just odd. Like please 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 stop. And um, they they do sort of overly sexualize the girl at this point the way she's drawn to. I don't really it, it, some of the, I like, don't really notice it, it. it's the opening and like the break cards and stuff. I mean they don't, oh, they don't do okay. it in the an- actual yeah, I was animation. Say, in the actual animation I don't but no it was that. either the opening or the break cards they'd have still images of her and she's oh, kind of okay. like butt out doing the Rob Liefeld spin around pose thing. Oh yeah that's great. Oh great. Well anyway they show back up and they bring Gurren Lagann because uh, they want to bring Gurren Lagann back to the base. Right right they're saying that Rossi's orders circum- uh, circumcede even Simone's desire to get out that he can't he can't uh, uh, go flying around in Gurren and like Gimme's being a real asshole ass yeah, about Gimme, it. Yeah, Gimme's kind of a douche and he <laughs> essentially is saying that you're gonna you, follow the rules. Yeah, you flying around in Gurren means that the people are gonna freak out even more. That's not Gimme, that's ha- Dari. Right. But Dari does the logical re- approach and says, yes, you flying around in Gurren gonna freak people out. Yeah, she's the smart one here. Uh, he decides instead to take off and log on, so that way he can go around without being as detected as right, much. Right, right, right. He says, yes, this will be inconspicuous because a giant flying head is inconspicuous. Simone visits Naten and Laika? Leita and Makan. Okay, I got those I got those yeah. backwards, sorry. Leita is um, the Buxen engineer that we spoke about. Uh, they just appeared randomly in one episode? They yes, but she and apparently Machen, the bald shaved head version, where remember was, where was he at? He's you see him you see him every now and then in the uh, earlier episodes. He's part of the initial group that shows up. I think he worked with her down in the engineering wherever, wherever okay. that was. Yeah, and then they got together and had kids they they got and, together. Apparently, Leta is voiced by Laura Bailey. Machen is voiced by Keith Silverstein. And apparently Simon is there looking for Nia. He's yep. not giving up on his search for Nia. Nope. And uh, I love how cheery Simone tries to be for the sake of the kids, because he sees the kids and they're all it, sad. They, I don't know what this humanity annihilation thing is, but I'm going to kick its ass. Yeah, it's kind of nice, actually. I, again, it's one of those things where I really do like Simone a lot more than I mm-hmm. did in mm-hmm. the first, like, 16 episodes of this anime right right like he, he's he's doing the right thing he's trying to be the one holding everyone together but he's being still a little bit reckless he's not really taking a step back to think about what he's doing he's just doing well there's that and that, and that is kind of part of this arc with him is yeah that he's not tempered at this point well i mean he's still heavily influenced by kamina well no. he's not a politician and he doesn't want to be right. exactly he's a battlefield leader absolutely right and he's being forced you know, to kind of essentially follow the more of the governmental path, and he doesn't really want to do that. We see it in the first episode where he's like behind a desk, and he's just like, "I'm bored." He, essentially, he's, he's signing all this paperwork, and I just love the idea. He goes, "I don't know what this thing that's going to wipe out humanity, this thing called extinction, but I will kick its ass." Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> the adults just kind of see through his uh, his facade. Yeah, well, they, they know him. They they know that he's 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 hurting. He's not doing well. Uh, that he's depressed. And I like the line. You know, it's too bad that he isn't a mecca mm-hmm. because then she'd know how to fix him. And I yeah. thought that was just a kind of a, a just a really nice line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Simone goes off alone to be sad. Alone, yeah. He's, this kind of sad is a lot better than the previous sad that we saw, where he didn't have the crazy eyes. True, true. This is much better. Yeah. And quiet. That's when Nia shows up out of nowhere, and we get the break card. 
Oh dear. Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, and you are listening to Tuning Japanese Season Three, Episode Seventeen, where we review Gurren Lagann, and it's getting better, guys. It's getting so much better. I want to apologize for the last two weeks. For any of you who are a teacher, know a teacher very well, are married to a teacher, anything along those lines, know that April and May is crunch time. It is a terrible time for teachers, and I have been very, very, very busy and as a person who not only obviously is a host on this show, but produces this show. It kind of had to take a back seat for the last couple of weeks, so for that, I am sorry, and I hope that you enjoy today's episode. To make up for it, we've got some other stuff in the pipeline that we're really excited about. We recorded another bonus episode for our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. And I think we're going to release part of that Patreon episode to you for free. Uh, so that way you can get a taste of it. And if you want to go listen to the rest of it, uh, you can subscribe for just a dollar. Just one dollar a month will get you all of our bonus episodes. And this will be bonus episode number 22 that we release here pretty soon. And it was fun. Bill and I sat down and we actually debated and tried to rank, successfully rank, all of the Trigun villains. So if you were a fan of Season 2 Trigun, you have to check this out. We not only talk about the Gung Ho Guns, but some of the other more minor villains as well and rank them. And there's some really surprising ones that I think you may or may not agree with. So we'll put part of that out on the regular feed for free coming up pretty soon. Also, we've got some other great things lined up. I can't talk about them. I don't want to jinx anything, but just know there's some cool stuff that's going to be happening. That's about all I've got for now. I think it's just time to get back to the episode after a quick commercial for another show on the Questionable Endeavor Network at questnnetwork.com. Go check out articles, podcasts, and all kinds of stuff over there, and we will see you back at the review. Hey guys, William Rinkin here from the New Blood Rising podcast. Just wanted to uh, give a little bit more background about our show here on the Questionable Endeavor Network. We are a timeline-based pro wrestling podcast, a nostalgia podcast in a lot of ways because we look at past eras of professional wrestling and try to find either either missing nuggets that we never saw before or maybe we re-examine things that we thought were once excellent that maybe aren't so much anymore and vice versa. We go through a variety of different seasons. We've gone through uh, Vince Russo era WCW. We've gone through the Invasion era of the WWF. We've watched every single ECW pay-per-view and talked about them. We've even gone through The Undertaker's streak, his streak at WrestleMania, and basically all his WrestleMania matches, even beyond the streak. Spoiler alert, he lost at some point. And we talk about it. So that's who we are. We're the New Blood Rising Podcast. We're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. We're on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. Please drop us a rating and review on iTunes, and please continue to subscribe to this on the Questionable Endeavor Network, as well as many of the other fine podcasts here. So we're back from the break car. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've had some questions about the series, sit tight. We're going to get some answers. Yeah. Do you always have to use the break card to fart? Well, obviously. I mean, it would be rude to do it during the podcast. Can you just edit those out? You know what? He has a hard enough time editing out your farts and my burps. He, he makes us go to break and card my and then sit still for 30 seconds while he just farts. Smiles. Constantly. Yeah. He also has that smile. Just such a weird smile. It's like that smile I have when I wear my Mega Man hoodie. Oh, God. Let's not talk about Mega Man. Oh, uh, you know it's coming back. Oh, Jesus. So! <laughs> we're back uh, to yes. Lord Genome. 
and he wakes up groggily, unsure of what's going on, and Rossio explains that this head isn't genome at all, but a data reproduction of all of his memories. And I love his, his responses. So you robbed the grave and took what you want. You have an odd sense of fun. Yeah, there's two things about that that I want to say. <laughs> Number one, this is pretty damn good for a guy who was once part of an underground cult that thought that all technology and robots were like ancient like gods. gods. Right. Like that that's pretty pretty amazing that he's But he was this always far. but he was always questioning it. It's too. not that he necessarily did that. He could have had somebody do it for him. True. Or at least put together the I guess the framework. I guess yeah, it just yeah, yeah. it seems a little weird though. He, he could have enticed uh, Leron uh, in some way to start designing stuff. Are, are are you saying Russ, you and Leron? That would be cool. No, um, no, I think he probably just sent him pictures. Fair enough. <laughs> Ross, you okay? There's a second part of this. Mm-hmm. He says that he didn't reproduce the personality of Genome at all, but that response seems kind of snarky. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's either lying or fooling himself. Yeah. Or, or did it bad. Because, yeah, yeah. you're going to see... Because, believe me, Lord Genome's head is going to be prominent. He, he did a bad series. clone. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be prominent? This is prominent. I assume this is just like a one-time thing. No. Like, he did a bad clone. That's not how you clone, bro. So, Rossi demands an info dump. And do we ever. But of, first... Of course he does. He's got Vash's voice. Of That's... course we're going to have an info dump. <laughs> That's our second Trigun nice. reference. I love it. But first, we go back to Nia and Simone. Who asked her pretty much the same thing. Yeah, Simone is happy to see her, but she is cold as ice. She says that they are incompatible because she is an anti-spiral. <gasps> and he's all like, I want to drill shit. And she's like, I'm not into that. I don't have any and, and, he's, and he's like, what? Do you, think, do you think when she became an anti-spiral, like, like sealed up her holes? I would think so. I mean, spiral energy is DNA and it's evolution. Oh, yeah. It's like her That's only probably hope. the reason why she's such a bitch right now. She can't poop anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, how would she get along with pooping Meryl? That, that, <laughs> you know. She'd be so upset with Twilight, Meryl. It was, it was, I, it was IBS Meryl. <laughs> Twilight Princess what, Nia versus what, you say, IBS did, Meryl. Did you say Toilet Princess? <laughs> toilet Princess Nia. <laughs> meets, meets pooping, meets, meets IBS Meryl. <laughs> Meryl. Apparently, Simone's spiral energy, you know, like his drill bit, will destroy the universe. Yeah, that gets explained a little bit later in yeah. the series. Yeah, we'll hopefully kind get of. there. We'll hopefully get a there. A little bit. We'll go back to Lord Genome. Uh, spiral power is apparently the power of evolution, DNA, universes, any everything that is spiral is a, is a spiral energy. I, I yeah. kind of like that idea, kind of given like this, it, this... It's supposed to be kind of the idea of spiral energy literally moves forward. Mm-hmm. It changes. It's moving, yeah. It's evolution. Not just evolution; it's dynamicism in general. You okay. know, it's planet spin, galaxy spin. You know, and our DNA spins, and that's kind of constant motion. Toilet bowl spins, you know. That's important too, <laughs> um, and so it's kind of supposed to be that this is that force of change, whether it's evolution, thermodynamics, whatever. It's a primal force of the universe, yeah. but one that always, as we've seen in this episode, one that always moves forward, moves up. Moves to greater heights. Right. I mean, I kind of get the, what they're thematically going for. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Somebody looked at a drill bit and went, okay, my whole theme of the show is going to be this drill bit. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, is... that is what the, the theme is. Mm-hmm. And it works. It's really cool, in all honesty. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's like, God, I wish, you know, that that first half of the, more than half of the series was like a little bit shorter. So we could have got to this got, stuff, got a, little to this bit stuff a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I mean, because, and, and. For once, it kind of gives a more tangible explanation for the 
mysterious energy X responsible for doing everything. Yeah, at least there is some kind of an explanation. I mm-hmm. still can't get over the idea the creator was, like, sitting in his basement somewhere, dropping acid and staring at wood screws. <sighs> and saying, like, this is it. This oh, is man, this is everything. But in Like, Japanese. the planet spins. No, that's how high on acid he was. <laughs> he was talking in English. He, he went into perfect uh, perfect English. Like, yeah. surfer English, yeah. Yeah, wow. Surfer English. The Anti-Spiral was afraid of this, apparently, and wanted to put an end to the spirals, including Lord Genome, who was uh, a spiral warrior, he says. Now, I want to take pause a moment here, because they do cut a sh- do a cut to an image of a very young Lord Genome, who looks very much like Kamina in a lot of ways. And or even Simone, and even has a little animal companion that has a pipe and looks like an armadillo. Holy shit! Is that Guam? That's Guam. That's baby. awesome. Well, he said, Does that mean he was already engineering beastmen that far back? He probably that, was. He's probably some of the, the some of the first people to like to or beings to work on creating those. So back to the episode. Everything we've seen, including the gunmen, like we just said, kind of were were part of this fight against the anti spirals. And Lagon was one of their most powerful ones due to the fact that it could combine with other mechs. So that was kind of cool. You know, it's mm-hmm. that legendary, you know. It's a le- it's Excalibur. Yes, essentially. You know, was like it this... or was he just a model of thing that could do that they all had? I thought Lagon was one of a model that all the various Spiral Warriors could use in that way. Well, I don't know. But... It just happens to be the one left over. It probably happens to be the one that was... Right, it could be. It could well, be. Because they I mean, talk about how they buried it, specifically. Lings, right. um... Just remember too, the Lord Genome's that was bad. Uh, that was bad. Uh, Lord Genome's personal gunman, uh, Lazengan, um, Lasagna. Yeah, had a very similar design to Gurren Lagan, even to the point of having a second head. So he may have had one that was like Lagan. Yeah, it's very well. And possible. now you know why there was never an orange cat beastman. Yeah. Yes. That hated Mondays. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> he snort ass. <laughs> so apparently, the spirals lost. Yep. And they retreated all across the universe. And this is where we find out for sure. What exactly happened? Well, yes, but I was going to say for sure that this is Earth. Because they say they said that he went back to Earth. here went to Earth. To Earth. Yep. Yes. Okay. Which I thought was kind of cool. He said all the spiral races returned to their home worlds. So apparently yeah. there are alien worlds. There mm-hmm. are, yes. That's probably where the Beastmen kind of come from. Like maybe from some of these other worlds, maybe? I think they're... I can't remember how far I, in you are, but... I think it, the it, no, I think the Beastmen well, just came off of what... Lord Genome was able to master spiral energy. I, I, my understanding is there are spiral races like humans, and there are anti-spiral races like these weird things we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. My understanding of the show is basically that Beastmen are neither. Mm-hmm. They're sort of a soulless homunculus. Yeah, a homunculus or some come or golems, flesh golem even, or engineered mm-hmm. animal golem. They don't have that higher energy. So the anti-spirals build a mechanism that apparently would detect spiral life forms up to a certain point and yeah. would wipe them out. And yep. the limit for this planet was one million. And Genome tried to save humanity. One million humans. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so we finally, he tr- actually tried to help humanity, which to me is buck wild. It's the reverse of a gilded cage. It's mm-hmm. uh, a shitty shield. Yeah. <laughs> Shit on a shingle. Yeah, he really. Yeah, he. Was... I bought some dried meat, some uh, dried beef. I should make that. This you weekend. should make that. Yes, it, it does suck that. No, it's good. Well, no, it's no, I'm talking good. about the show. You should come over for some. Yeah, I would love to. I love that shit. On a shingle. On a shingle. Rossi wants to know why he didn't just tell the people, which 
is an honest question. It is. Yeah. Like, like, have you, did you try, like, talking to them and let them know, like, maybe we just have to suffer for now underground because we'll all die? It's also a naive question because Rossi has met at least three people that I know of who goes, a limit of one million, fuck those people, let's fight them anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Simone, Kamina, and Keton. Yeah. You mm-hmm. told them that, and people like them that, they're just going to say fuck it and go yeah. after. Yeah. And he pretty I, much makes that argument. I think it's, he says it's the only way to keep them down is not logic or reason, it's fear. Right. I would argue that fear is less to do with it, and ignorance is more what he's using. Yeah, I think you're right. But then when someone gets so uh, so stubborn and stupid, they're just going to do it anyway. Genome's response? Humans are driven to try to, to be surface dwellers, and nothing was going to stop that drive. To, like, not like, even like, logic like, and like reason. Like you yep. said, like those characters that we were introduced to, and, and you saw that, that sort of drive go. You know, like you're... Your Ketons and your and your Simones and your uh, Kaminas, so. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously fear was part of that, because he says fear is what keeps them down. And like I said, fear is obviously part of that equation, but I think the, the main thrust of it is, is ignorance. You do, they don't know what's up there. Mm-hmm. They're a little afraid of it, so they don't go find out very often. Right. But not knowing what's going on, period, is really the, the weapon he uses. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nia picks up the information dump uh, from there and says that... Uh, which, by the way, is a nice framing device. I kind of like the back and forth. The fact that, like, they're both telling they're the both story. Getting, they're bo- and they're both getting, Simone it, and, and Rossi are getting the same information. I'll, I'll give it the the benefit here of saying, yeah, it's a great device. In the fact that it was almost comical in that Rossi was finding us all out in a secret little room with a secret project. Yeah. Thinking he's going to hide this from everybody. Oh, yeah. While it's being simultaneously... Broadcast to the entire world. <laughs> yeah. It's getting simulcast to the world. Yeah, right. no, it's it's pretty awesome. Well, we find that out in yeah, just a moment. Yeah, in a little bit. Simone has to live with the fact that apparently his fight, everything from the first arc, caused their ultimate destruction. Damn. I know, it's heavy shit. It is, it it's is. It's really heavy shit. And Nia yeah, think, points out how quickly civilization has evolved, saying that this sort of uh, quick-moving power is dangerous. And I have to admit, a lot happened in seven years. Yeah, The March certainly. of Progress in seven years! Yes. Simone says that with uh, Gurren Lagann, they can defeat the Anti-Spiral, and he tries to get Nia to snap out of it, but it doesn't work, because she is a messenger for the Anti-Spiral. So let's explain really quick what that means, because she she does actually explain what hap- why she is the harbinger of doom. Well, we don't. She does, but we don't get a great explanation. Well, it's more not explain it so much as let's discuss it. All right, discuss it. So she says that that essentially she was at first. I was thinking a recessive trait, but Bill, you brought it up a little bit better as a virus, essentially. Yeah, and not a vi- not a biological virus, more like a computer virus that's mm-hmm. been dropped into the. DNA of humans. Mm-hmm. And it shows up every so often, and she, it just happened to be Lord Genome's daughter this Did you generation. ever see that god-awful movie, Jupiter Ascending? No, I did not. You're lucky. Um, this makes Gurren Logan look like an Oscar winner. I mean, it was bad. <laughs> um, but one of the interesting things about the movie was there wasn't... They, they dealt with the concept of reincarnation, mm-hmm. but not in the sense that... Spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen it don't see it it's all scientology Um, anyway i don't know if it's scientology but one of the interesting concepts in the movie one of the few Mm -hmm. was that uh mila kunis is again spoiler alert if you choose to see it don't though um is that mila kunis's character was the reincarnation of like the empress of the entire 
universe or galaxy or whatever. Okay. And it wasn't a spiritual thing where her soul got reborn. It was a genetic? It was a genetic thing because there were so many people. Because Earth was one planet of a in, in a, a worthless place. It was almost cosmic horror in hmm. its scope that Earth was totally, and every person on it was totally meaningless in the greater scream of this empire. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just a backwater, essentially. No, not even that. We were a, how far do you want me to spoil it? Go ahead. Our entire planet was gro- seeded and grown for the express purpose of we getting to a certain population they kill everybody, harvest them, and then sell the resulting chemical to other nobility of the galaxy to keep them living forever. Basically, they could reverse aging by, you know, having having the boiled down that's essence very, of trillions of people. That's very Dune-like. Yeah, it was a little bit Dune-like. We're, we're, we're the spice melange, yeah. especially. Yeah, they were using other... Essentially. They were using humans, uh, planets of less civilized humans as spice, basically. Okay. But with so many humans in existence, because we were literally humans on every planet. Mm. Every once in a while, DNA would just simply recon- the, the odds reconfigure. reconfigure exactly the same way as somebody else. Huh. And Mila Kunis happened to have the exact same uh, so, reconfiguration as this former Queen of the Universe. So, And the Queen of the Universe, instead of... And again, they lived the trip for billions and millions of years because of this process. Mm-hmm. So instead of, um, instead of willing all of her stuff to her kids... Mm-hmm. She willed it to her next incarnation. Ah, so okay. Mila Kunis, by virtue of her yeah. DNA lining up a certain way, is now the queen of the universe. So essentially, they explain reincarnation as a spirit, not as a spiritual thing, more as winning the lotto. A genetic lotto. Yep. Yeah. So Simone and Rasu want to know what this humanity annihilation system is, and Genome and Nia explain at the same time in a split screen. Ooh, 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 ooh. The moon's gonna fall on us in three weeks. Yes. And, Squish! Yeah, and Rasu wants to keep that information away from the population, like we said earlier. <laughs> he, tells, he tells Lord Jinnom that it's, that it's uh, top secret. And that always makes me laugh. <laughs> hey, floating head, who's going to be in this jar forever? Uh, don't tell anyone Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and at that moment, of course, when you say shit like that, <laughs> Keaton and Dayaka come in. And <laughs> I love their shit. And it's... they're just like, um, so let's turn on the TV, shall we? And Nia's just on, got real. Yeah, Nia's on the TV, and they're like, "What's this about the moon coming down?" And Rasu probably shits his pants. Um, and well, then, he has and, that look like he shits his pants. And then Dayaka and Keaton see Lord Genome. Lord, it's probably my favorite part of the whole episode because they're like, "What the hell is this? This guy looks familiar." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that makes sense though because they you know, they may have heard. I don't think anyone ever saw Lord Genome face to face except for Simone, Rasu, and Nia. Right. In that final battle. They may, they heard his voice, but... Unless, that was unless they... Uh, found unless, his body. Well, yeah. Or maybe, you know, big battle, artistic. Someone could have drawn a picture, you know, of the battle. Something he like might, that. he might, there might be a likeness of him somewhere. But, you know, honestly, though, Keaton and Dayeka's reactions make me think of you and Bill. Andrew, Andrew had the, oh, what the hell? And Bill would just be like, that guy looks familiar somehow. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I'm okay with being Dayaka. <laughs> yeah. The moon probe. I, I'm not. I am not okay with being Keaton. Um. So, <laughs> the moon probe that was uh so, like surrounding in space uh blows orbiting? up. Orbiting. That's the word I'm thinking of. Blows up. Just and, randomly. Yeah. And uh, well, no, because uh emerging from the a portal lot near the moon are two more of those crazy those, ass ships. Those Mugans. Yeah. Mugans. Which, yeah. That's they're called Mugans. We find out in this episode. They they show up out of nowhere. They're just like. It, it's almost like they're just taking a walk, like, oh, blew up a ship. All right, we're just going to go get some uh, lunch now. Yeah, Nia says that she can no longer be human. 
and here comes those actual ships. Uh, they've like phase into the actual, like like right outside of where she's. Yeah, at. yeah. They, they teleport in, and as she's talking to, she she does have her wardrobe change, and this is where I start saying Twilight Princess Nia. Yes, because like she definitely has like a Midna style design to her. Outfit. It's pretty cool, and she does mm-hmm. the whole like Sailor Moon villain who's all like. You take care of this, and they like backflip into like a portal, and they but she have, she kind of just more she like, kinda like floats yeah, back in. She floats back into like a, she, a whole she, bunch of cubes into like you know that, yeah. that like outstretched arm way. Yeah, not, not the not Jesus. What's the anti Jesus? The way? Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sort of way. <laughs> What's the anti Jesus? Susage. Oh, okay, yeah. Sausage. The Yule goat. Um, the Yule goat. <laughs> Sirens go off as a, as uh, the new gunmen. What are those gunmen called? The new ones? Uh, great pearls. The Gropperls. Okay, thank you. They uh, they get sent off into battle. Liron oh, shares look, more mooks. Yes, Liron shares what Gimme and, and Dari have found uh, that the Mugen have energy barriers that when they go down, they're unstable and explode. Essentially, they are composed of a very unstable form of energy that when one thing hits it, it explodes. Simone goes into battle. Drill first, and it doesn't go well. Nope. Uh, but eventually, he does manage to break through one of their defenses, and it explodes. And instead of like last time, where they just let the little pieces fall to the earth and blow up, uh, they decide to go on the offensive they, they, and they just go start mis- shooting it. They go play missile command. They do, and uh, it's actually kind of impressive that they can get them all. And the first time I watched it, I was really confused, like how could they shoot them all? But I think Bill, you pointed out, like, well, if one's going to explode, they're probably going to set the others off in a chain it's reaction. Be a chain reaction. Yeah, it's a, it's a spread. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was that was actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They managed to stop both of them. Yay! Even though Rossiu, I believe, or or, or Liron, one of the two notes that like, yeah, that works for this, but like if they have a whole fleet, if they, of have, these they ships, have more than two. We're this kind tactic, of yeah, it won't work. This right. tactic will not work. It's Liron that calls it. Yeah. No, no, no. No, that was a Rossio thing. Either way, we go to the aftermath. The people are freaking the fuck out, and they have turned against Simone at this point and the other pilots of the mechs. Now, Rossio goes to address the mob. He does. You know, he tries and... to calm the people. He's surrounded by men with guns. Oh, he gets yeah, a yeah, rock to the head. Rock to the head! And we almost get a massacre. Yeah, I was hoping. Oh, you're hoping? Oh, my God. What did we say about him early in the episode? His sixth sense of humor or whatever? Well, during all this, the guards actually eventually make their way over to Simone, along with Rossiu, and Rossiu says, you are under arrest. Back it up just a little bit, Rossiu does point out, it's like, someone's got to be made to made to pay for this. Right, because... and that person is Simone. Right. And he says, you are under arrest. End of episode. Da-da-da. And that was episode 18 of Gurren Lagan. So, thoughts on the episode? Andy! I'm first. Uh, yeah, no, this is good. I This was not quite as good as the last episode, but still is keeping that momentum going. Mm-hmm. I, again, can't say enough. I understand that we had to have the character development in the first arc to really kind of see that growth and where they are and, and, and for us to care. Mm-hmm. But man, they could have... They could have shortened it down to 13 episodes and maybe, done, thir- maybe, and done maybe, even yeah. 13, 13. Right. Or even 12, 13 as the, mm-hmm. as, the, as the clip episode, 14 on as this stuff. Because I like this stuff much, much more. It's good. It's, it's, it's good storytelling. It's intriguing. It's dark. Uh, it's, it's just really good. I really, I really do like it. I don't know if I'd go as far to say that it's really, really good. It's certainly better. 
Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm jaded because everything's been so for the most part kind of shitty at yeah. this point. That I, I'm just I like think, really excited for storytelling. I think if that first half was either improved and better written or a lot shorter or both, mm-hmm. we'd be more into what's going on here. Like you said, this this would have benefited from being more of a mini series or what do they call that an OVA? Yeah, yeah. Than an actual full twenty six episodes. But I yeah, agree. it's. It's certainly getting better now. It improves with every episode. Mm-hmm. And I think we're really in the kind of the myth. It, it does tend to go off the rails a little bit right at the very, very, very end for me. But I think we're right in the sweet spot now of things make sense. Stories are being told. Characters are developed. It's worth doing. Okay. I do have a strong love for this series overall. Even the bombastic kind of crazy first half of the of this of the narrative. Uh but this is definitely where the series is starting to come together. It comes into its own, I think, is is this arc. Everything that they build up to in the previous uh, arc helps create a much better, richer narrative here because we had this little starting off point, didn't know what was going on. Now we know and I think it strengthens this this narrative. You're, if this was if this was in a vacuum, you'd probably be like, I wouldn't care. You're you're right. But I think that establishment could have done been Better, tighter, quicker. Possibly, I I, I wouldn't you know, disagree. You're, you're with not that. wrong that we this this all needs context mm-hmm. to be what it is. I just think that the establishing of context needs needed to have been a little better. Needed to have been, like I said, shorter, quicker, better written, mm-hmm. more engaging, all of the above. Mm-hmm. The the latter half of the series is a stronger narrative. It is. Um, I but, think... you, but you're right. If you started the latter half, it wouldn't have made any sense at all, and the exactly. the establishment would not have been there. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's middle ground between nothing and what we have. True. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm. I'm starting to actually want to watch the ep- the episode, so that's a good thing, right? Yeah. 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 But that we'll, was kind of a hope. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next time with episode 19 of Gurren Logon. We will survive by any means necessary. And until then, Josh, I think it's time to send us home. Once again, this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I've been and will be returning to a place unknown to you, which is my home. I'm Josh. I must return to my home world. Uh, <laughs> He's right. I haven't been to his home. Yeah. And uh, is that our princess? <laughs> no, that's just me. I look pretty. I'm Andy. And I have an odd notion of fun. I'm Bill. Yes, this is very true. This has been proven over three seasons. And yes. we will see you next time. Blah, blah. I can't say that. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, and our newest show, Hairless Pretenders.
What's all this about, Rossiu? Rossiu? Supreme Commander Simon, I place you under arrest. 